Live from Studio B, this is episode 3 of Proudly Made in Canada by Local Laundry. I am one of your hosts and co-owners of Local Laundry, Connor Kern, and with me is... Dustin Paisley. A little farther away from the microphone, but also co-host and also co-owner of Local Laundry. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, and maybe good night, depending on what time you're listening to. Hopefully you listen to episode 1 and 2, and if you have, that means you're back. And if not, welcome. This is a podcast by co-owners Dustin and Connor, where we talk about all things made in Canada. Uh, today, Dustin's opening up some boxes that we got. Um, tell us about these boxes, Dustin. Well, we've got an upcoming market, and at the market, we need lots of product. So we got to make sure that we have it readily available for our shoppers. So, uh, as most of you guys know, everything we make is proudly made in Canada. But the fun part of our business is everything's made in Toronto, and our warehouse is in Toronto. And that means um, that means that everything gets shipped from Toronto, which is fine. It's great. But sometimes when we, every time someone places an order online, it gets shipped from a warehouse in Toronto. But when we have markets, we have to have. Um, we have to have gear on hand in order to sell at the market, so we have to always ship it. So we have two boxes. Maybe this is everything. I don't know. We got two big boxes. So we got two big boxes. Um, one of the problems that we had was uh, we sent one to our store in Canmore. Shout out to uh, Mountain Mercantile, great owners and operators in Canmore, big supporters of all things local, and. The boxes just never showed up. They just messed me. They're like, hey, it's been about a week or two since we ordered. Uh, usually doesn't take this long. Any idea where our boxes are? And I said, um, no, uh, let me let me dive in. And we checked, and they had been delivered somewhere in Calgary, not in Canmore. So I was like, you know what? We got it. Like, they're losing sales. We got to send another one. So we sent another bunch of boxes out to them. So we're trying to track down this other box. Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Also, if you guys have ever ordered anything from us, a uh, big thing that we like to do is uh, add a little candy, nice little surprise in every um, every little box. One one of the things that we like to do is again keep it Canadian. Everything, uh, all the candy we produce is Canadian made. Maynards, um, even though it's Canadian made, we still call them Swedish fish. We still put the Swedish fish in there, so they're Swedish fish, but they are Canadian Swedish fish. What was in the other one? Uh, more stuff. More stuff. Hoodies, sweaters. Did you get an order? Did you get a thing saying to be more boxes? We have shipping notification. I think there's one more order coming. Okay. It was supposed to arrive yesterday. But it was snowy, so maybe that held it up. Okay. Well, we got a good chunk. And I still got a bunch of stuff from the previous market, so we'll have Excellent. enough for this. So On it, the docket today, uh huh. We, uh, we got a few things to talk about. But one of the pieces we want to talk about is the ever-changing landscape of fashion and retail. And I know you're probably thinking, what are two idiots who started a clothing company going to teach me about fashion and retail? <laughs> However, there have been some very interesting developments, I think, over the past couple of years recently, or more recently this past year, in terms of how how social media and, and influencers and brands are really starting to change the landscape. So, Connor, tell me a little bit about the article that you found. Yeah, so I found an article. Uh, what was it in? Star Metro Calgary. You know those free little newspapers they hand out? 
um, at bus stops and subways and restaurants and stuff. I was out for breakfast with uh, with my parents. Both my parents are entrepreneurs themselves. They own an Irish pub here. Um, so they're in the food food world. And the title of this article is in the fashion section. People are eating up fast food fashion like hotcakes. Fans wear their McDonald's socks and Pizza Hut pie toppers with pride. Uh, this was out of the by Tara Deschamps out of the Toronto Star. Um, and basically the article just highlights the ever-going fashion space with fast food um, restaurants. So fast food fashion. Uh, I think, I don't know if you guys saw last last year, McDonald's pushed a big thing with like McDonald's fries shirts and Big Mac shirts. And they sold out. Mm-hmm. They went crazy. And on this uh, article, there's a picture of these high tops or what Pizza Hut calls pie tops. And they're just like high top sneakers made with like Pizza Hut branding. And I sent it to Dustin. And um, what are your what are your kind of thoughts? What are your what's your hot take? Well, it's really interesting, right? Because you're seeing a lot of uh, challenges in the traditional retail space. You look at brands like Forever Twenty One has has closed doors. They're 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 closing down. Um, you look at brands like H and M. They're under a lot of pressure for mostly environmental reasons. Um, and then you look at traditional brands like Hudson's Bay Company, they're completely changing their retail store. Uh, Sears in Canada has now closed down. Roots is really struggling. Their stock is near an all-time low. So it's, it's really interesting to see kind of the whole environment. And I think, to be honest, from my perspective, what we're seeing is that the the, the barrier to entry for clothing is, is incredibly low. Yeah. Um, we can speak from experience, right? Yeah. We were able to start a clothing company with zero experience. We didn't know anything. And we made it to, well, now we're over a million dollars in sales. So we've gotten somewhat far. We've still got a long way to go. But I think it just shows that if you have a company, any person, any brand, any influencer nowadays, they can come in and they can very easily start up their own clothing brand and they have the reach already, right? And they can go direct to consumer online. So they're completely cutting out this whole side of the retail chain. And it's great to buy from a company like Roots. But what we're seeing is people are starting to buy from people and brands who they just think are cool or yeah. who they associate with or have value from. That they're already familiar with. Right. And we're seeing a lot in the influencer space, right? There's a lot of influencers who are launching their own brands, whether they're a rap star or whatever it is that they do, they just have a lot of influence. Yeah. You're starting to see like the, like, um, uh, what's the fellow on the Raptors? Uh, oh, man, I'm a big Raptors fan. Anyways, one of the lower level guys Who's not uh, not a huge star? He's he's not signing, you know, he he's not signing major deals with like Nike or Under Armour. So he just decided to make his own label, mm-hmm. right? And um, he's not making a ton of money off it, but it's just it's more like a side project. It's a bit of fun for him. But you look at that, right? Someone buys one of his sweaters or 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 one of his T-shirts, and that means that they've taken away from maybe another brand. Maybe they would have bought a root sweater, yeah. but instead they've gone and they've bought this basketball. Uh, player sweater so it's just interesting to see and, and with with the way that internet and, and everything is these days you can buy something from your phone and it shows up at your doorstep so the entire I think um, I hate to use the word ecosystem but the entire landscape for uh, the fashion industry or retail market has changed but you still go to the mall a lot I do how often do you go to the mall I only go to the wall the mall because my wife drags me but it's a nice family outing. You You're guys, right. You got a little baby. When you have kids, it's a little different. You kind of get out of the house. Um, but we would go, I mean, if my wife, if it was her choice, we'd probably go to maybe two times a week, right? And right. It, 
you're out of the house, uh, you go to a big mall that is a food court and you kind of shop around. She's a big deal hunter, so she gets great deals. on. So stuff. how often are you buying stuff from the mall? Me personally, very, very, well, very. Well, as a household. As a household? Yeah. Maybe once a week. And to be honest, it's mostly kids stuff. It's mostly kids stuff, yeah. <laughs> when you have kids, right? Kids are always growing up. But it's still interesting, and my favorite thing to do is, is wander around and just kind of check out check with the trends i'll pop my head into some of the stores like roots to see kind of what they're what they're making up and what they're doing and um i'm mostly curious uh, i like to just watch the people and see what the people are wearing see what the people are buying mm. see when people are walking around with bags what kind of bags do they have uh and it's just fascinating to me to see kind of what the trends are and what what people's purchasing power is going towards and so so going back to this like fast food fashion do you do you think this is is just kind of like a trend, or do you think that we're going to see more and more, more and more bigger brands that aren't traditionally in fashion uh, get into fashion? We're going to see more and more. You think? Like it, absolutely. What? Why wouldn't they? Right. And the article talks about how on the on the 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 restaurant side sales are, are kind of stagnant. Right. They're right. seeing one two percent growth, and they want more. Uh, and more specifically, their shareholders are demanding more. Um, so right. they're looking at different avenues where they can do that. And, and it, it's funny because in the Instagram world now, everything is, is instant gratification, right? You want to have that thing that everyone's talking about. So if you can go and post on Instagram that you landed some of these pie tops, shit, you're cool, right? Like you got in. And so there's this whole other piece of the market that didn't get in because they did they only sold limited amount of quantities they sold out pretty quickly so it's just kind of this this urgency to be buying these things so i think completely these brands are going to start to push more and more and it's not necessarily i think just clothing and who's to say that mcdonald's couldn't make like you know a big mac kayak or a big like whatever they want to make right there there is a market for it which is crazy yeah. Do you think it's a good opportunity for us in local laundry and, and to get these brands in Canadian-made clothes? I think it's a, definitely an interesting opportunity. Um, I think it is a, a chance for us as, as a clothing company to, to potentially partner with some of these brands to make something that is a little bit more uh, more meaningful, more impactful. You know, being a brand that's all about building community, that's supporting charities, that's made in Canada. I think we have values. So I think if you find the right brand, um, it totally makes sense to, to have that appeal. Because the thing that my, my issue, which I know you'll share the same issue about these, is it's very much they're going to grab just uh, off the shelf, yeah, straight out of the factory, crappy kind of T-shirt. Uh, whereas, you know, hopefully there are some brands out there that want to make sure that they're aligning their brand with a brand that is in line with theirs yeah that's AKA. that's a really good point yeah because that's that's exactly what i don't like about this they say here uh you know the mcdonald's white t-shirt emblazoned with fries is 20 bucks and that's sold out within hours if they're selling it for 20 bucks mm-hmm. they're probably buying it for five maybe maximum even, 10 yeah maybe even less so that must mean it's coming from overseas three dollars yeah it's, it's coming you know probably from an unethical place but you know i wonder and then they, they go on to say that they had a blanket you know, like a, uh, a Big Mac blanket, and it's sold uh, a lot slower than the T-shirts because of the higher price point. I wonder if that means, do you think that there'd be brands out there willing to go with the Canadian-made even though it's at a higher price point? Because if Local Laundry were to do that, you know, we'd be selling that T-shirt for $45, $50. Great question. I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. But in my opinion, I think if that is the case, I believe it's more of uh, them trying to 
basically align their values versus using that as an opportunity to gain an extra revenue source. For me, you look at McDonald's, um, you know, it, it, it does go against their values, right? Because they talk about being quality. Yeah. They talk about high quality ingredients. They talk about, you know, all these pieces that they've added to the value chain. And then you look at their clothing and they're sourcing, I would assume, a $3 t-shirt, right? So that that is a bit of a misalignment. So I think you're absolutely right. The higher price point does deter customers. A customer is going to look at it and say, a $20 t-shirt from McDonald's, that's nothing. I'm going to get it. That's basically what I would spend at McDonald's getting a big meal anyway, versus if it's a 40 or $45 t-shirt, I think that that definitely does change people's minds. So it has to be the right fit because McDonald's is more of a value-based yeah. fast food chain. Yeah. So it's not necessarily go, all about go buy being their, go there to buy cheap burgers. The most premium, right? Whereas if you find the right brand to align with, it is more of that premium piece. So one brand we thought of, you know, and you know, this is just starting the ball starting the conversation was was A&W. You know, there those that don't know A&W, A&W Canada operates separately from A&W America. And, uh, you know, they've been doing a great job, you know, with all their ads saying how it's all Alberta beef, hormone free. They, they launched the Beyond Burger and, and they've been doing really well. I think they would be a good partner if, if local laundry, you know, so anyone working today in dub, you know, you, you hear us. But I, I wonder, you know, and then, and then we're always we're always kind of um, balancing that because we're terrified of not being cool anymore. You know, mm-hmm. do you think if we came out with an A&W Canadian made T-shirt? that you know maybe it raised money for charity or something do you think that would affect local laundry's brand in, in in the perception of our our community that's a good question i don't think so as long as you do it right as long as you do it right and you align and it's with an organization that kind of aligns with our values if we're first shelling out 20 dollar t-shirts just to have an anw <laughs> logo on it then absolutely right but if you come up with something that's 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 uh quality that is actually um cool and is a is a nice piece that i think people want to wear i think absolutely you can make it work i mean you look at these these pie tops from pizza hut they're pretty legit right like who's to say that it couldn't be a reebok sneaker that pizza hut is co-branding with right so i think there's always opportunities for brands to to do those types of collaborations yeah yeah it's uh the one thing about our collaborations is is we're pretty strict on is, is we don't do company logos which i think has a lot of appeal, you know. It, it if when companies do collaborations with us, it doesn't look like their typical stuff, you know, because we always kind of say, if you want to do a logo, you know, just go to your local print shop and print some, print your logo on on, you know, on uh, on a, a, a shitty twenty dollars t-shirt, you know. Um, but with us, it's a premium product. It's a premium, you know, design that kind of shares a story instead. I just got great feedback from uh, the team over at Shaw. They got their, uh, we did some executive sweaters. Mm-hmm. Came up with a, they had this big executive retreat. All the, the, the CEO, the VPs, and we did an organic cotton bamboo sweater with them. You know, black in a natural cream color. And uh, they just emailed me today. They're huge feedback. They, Amazing. They, the executive team loved them. Amazing. You know, um, organic cotton, it's it's a lot more sustainable. It's, it's super soft and, and, yeah, they, they loved it. And again, it didn't say shot, doesn't have their logo. We kind of created, you know, a different kind of design for them. And uh, yeah, so I think I think if we did it right, we could we could do it pretty well. Uh, speaking of which, going back to this box, 
Why don't we talk about some of the things in this box of market gear? And kind of tell me, about... tell me which piece you're most excited about and why. Uh, sorry for the tape noises. The, mo the piece I'm most excited about um, is definitely the uh, is the bamboo, right? So we came out with two pieces uh, this fall um, that is kind of what I like. To, what I like to think is the next generation of local laundry, and that's organic cotton bamboo sweaters. You know, uh, most of our classic stuff is made with a 50-50 cotton polyester blend. Um, but we decided to go with bamboo. It's a little bit more premium of fabric, but it's just so soft. It's the softest thing ever. So my favorite is definitely the, the zip-up, the bamboo zip-up with the YYC embroidered design. Um, bamboo, like I said, it does takes a lot less water. It, um, it grows like a weed because it pretty much is a weed. And it's a lot more functional as a as for garments as a fabric because of its naturally antimicrobial uh properties you know it, we don't have to wash it as much and believe me i've like lived in this mm. bamboo zip up for a while um and yeah so i'm just really excited you know i think made in canada was kind of the first step in, in adding you know making um making our brand and our company a little bit more building that longevity in it, making more about quality. I think the next step is finding those sustainable materials. And I think bamboo cotton is kind of the natural, you know, no pun intended, natural first, uh, first step. Mm. What do you think? I agree. I really love the, the fabric. Uh, if you've ever worn a, a bamboo, organic bamboo cotton sweatshirt, you would agree. Um, I, I haven't taken mine off either. I don't want to wear another, sweater i've got a bunch of sweaters in my closet that have been completely neglected and haven't been worn in weeks since i've gotten my hands on the bamboo um and it's just a really incredibly comfortable piece which i think is is very versatile so it's definitely it's a piece that i love in terms of just comfort and, and function but i think also when you look at the environmental aspects i also think it's a it's a great it's a great fabric to work with have you have you had a chance to look at the the um the local crews, yeah, absolutely. You have? I love them. What? So tell everyone what the local crew is all about. So every year we come up with a new local crew piece. Connor's opening up one right now. So the newest local crew piece is yeah. it's an all black bamboo organic cotton crew neck sweatshirt, and we we kind of tried to be a little subtle with it. So our 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 local crew necks will always have our little hem tail or sorry our, our patch at the bottom that uh, talks about the local crew, but which like, I think is a nice touch. Yeah. But what I love about it is the very subtle black embroidery of the maple leaf yeah. on the left chest. And a it's little a bit of black on black. Black on black, so it's really sleek, and yeah, it's just a really, really nice piece. Because, and, and like we've kind of talked about, this is really what we feel is the future of local laundry. We a lot of our designs traditionally have been kind of bold and in your face with our YYC and our CAN, and we're always going to have our YYC and CAN. They're not going anywhere. But you know, we wanted to to kind of come out with a line that kind of elevates everything we kind of believe in. Um, you know, our our five pillars of community and and takes that to kind of the next level, which is you know a little bit more subtle branding, higher quality of fabrics, a little bit of a nicer cut, um, and, and it's going to be a little bit of a premium premium. Uh, premium piece you know premium price and um you know i think people are just gonna really like them they're gonna be pretty limited we're not gonna be selling them in every store mostly just online and that kind of brings up another point another big thing just happened this past week tell us 
price increase. That's true. So uh, as of November 1st, all of our prices went up by 10, uh, sometimes 15%. Um, how, how did you feel about that? I think it was necessary. Um, when you look at the cost of Canadian manufacturing, it, it, is, it is going up, right? There's a number of reasons for that. Uh, but one of the big ones is labor costs, right? In the past couple of years, you've seen a lot of the provinces in Canada increase their minimum wage, which is it's good, right? It means people are being paid more, um, but that also means an increase in in production costs and an increase in cost of goods. So for us, you know, there's a lot of factors that come into this, but we ultimately raised our prices on the garments uh, to basically ensure that we're able to to be able to still operate this company sustainably right our costs are going up we unfortunately have to pass those costs on to our customer but the other thing that that this sort of encompasses is our approach now to to trying being a more sustainable brand so within that price increase includes you know in the future um, having in place more environmentally friendly package uh, sorry, environmentally friendly practices. So as an example, uh, eliminating the plastic from our packaging uh, and, and exploring other, um, other more organic and, uh, and more sustainable practices. Yeah. I'll tell you how I felt. I was terrified when we raised the prices. I was terrified to tell our retailers. Mm-hmm. I was terrified to tell our customers. I think um, every time, every time, you know, it's all fun and games until it comes down to money. And then it's like everyone gets really serious about money, and money money's scary when it's a business, right? Because uh, like you almost feel bad charging more. It's true. You almost feel guilty. Like, Absolutely. oh man, I'm sorry, guys, but we gotta charge more. Don't hate us, you know. But 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 we see all these things as as a positive, right? We we think it's we think it's great that that labor costs are going up. Right, I think you know we kind of talked about this last year, our last episode about if you're a main Canada brand, you're a premium brand, mm. and there's a reason for that, right? Um, just from the labor cost alone, we think it's good that our workers are getting paid more. Why is that not a good thing? We're, we think it's good that they're getting paid a little wage. We think it's good that they're getting benefits. We think it's good that they can come and into a, a work environment and not be afraid, not be afraid that the building's going to work down, not afraid that. They're you know going to be work unreasonable hours or get beaten if they don't meet their unrealistic quotas. Right. You know, um, and then they're taking all that extra money that they're earning and they're going back and what are they doing with it? They're putting it right back into our very own Canadian economy. You know, they're they're going back and supporting all the other local businesses. You know, and then that business that we're supporting our manufacturer, they're supporting all the other Canadian. You mm-hmm. know, the dye house and and all the Canadian shipping and and. And all the little pieces that 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 fall into that. So, yeah, it was it was, it was definitely scary. But uh, but uh, I think um, it's ironic though because we had a we had a phenomenal week last week for online sales. Yeah, <laughs> we really did. You know, with the price increase. Well, I think it was a lot of people trying to get in before That's November. That's true. 1st. I should say, but <laughs> we still did have a fantastic day on November first. Yeah, with the price increase. Yeah, and then of course Love YYC Day. And, yes, you know that was um, a big one too. It, it's, yeah, it's 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 been fun to see, and, and it's really great when people kind of understand, like, yeah, you know, this is this is what a t-shirt should cost. This is what a sweater should cost, and this this is what clothing should cost. Mm-hmm. They, we shouldn't be able to buy clothes for pennies. Or McDonald's to... t-shirts for twenty dollars. No, we absolutely should not. Right. But um, Love YYC Day happened. That was great. Um, you know, Love YYC Day always kind of creeps up on us. You know, what's more Love YYC than than a YYC? 
True. You know, design Canadian made. We always I never feel like we do quite a good enough job. Uh, I think in the future we're going to do a better job, but uh, but this year it, it kind of announced and, and kicked off a really great partnership that we're pretty excited about. Tell us all about it. What's the new partnership? What's the new partnership? I don't know which one you're talking about. We have so many in the works. The one that kicked off Love YYC Day was um, ah was, CBC was Thank the, you. my my initials. You know Connor Bernard Kern, also known as Canadian Broadcast Corporation, the CBC. Uh, so we reached out uh, a couple months ago. We saw um, we saw a lot of CBC merchandise, and we just kind of wondered, you know, like, hey, do you have any Canadian-made um, CBC merchandise? They said they had a few, but they were looking to get some more, which is great. They want to move that in that direction. And uh, that ca- it kind of fits, again, fits right back to everything we were talking right. about. You know, CBC, not a traditional retail fashion company, but, you know, there's been CBC merchandise for, for years. Right. I don't know if you're a big fan of the... Uh, the the CBC morning show, the eye opener, David Gray and Angela Knight, um, they used to have like these CBC coffee mugs they would give away to like callers and people go nuts over Absolutely. them. Absolutely. So there is it kind of does fall back into it. And we, we reached out said we'd love to, you know, get uh, get C B C merchandise on some Canadian made uh, garments and they they agreed and so we came out with a really cool design that has a CBC gem on the front and our proudly made in Canada by local laundry on the back. Which uh, I'm I'm pretty excited for, but even when we were talking with the CBC, you know, they have the they're going they want more Canadian made stuff, but they still have the non Canadian made stuff because there's always going to be people that complain either way. You're right. There's going to be people that say, "Why is this sweater ninety dollars? That's ridiculous." And then you're going to have people who's like, "Why is this thirty dollars sweater made in China?" Mm. <laughs> you know, as a it's, Canadian broadcasting corporation, why are you so yeah. yeah. But tell us, like, why you think CBC is an exciting, good partnership for local laundry. I think there's a lot of reasons why it's a good partnership for us. I mean, when we're talking back to that article, right, this is a, a great example of a brand that is not in retail, right? The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, they're, they're in television, they're, they're in the entertainment business. It's funny because they used to be in retail. <clears throat> Well, they used to have their own like CBC shop and they used to manage it all. But then I think it got too much or there was cost cutbacks. So now... They just they just license the CBC. Yeah, which yeah. which is probably the better approach, right? They're like again, they're focusing on their core business, which yeah. is media. Right. So it, it makes complete sense. And you look at again these brands. Here's an opportunity for for a brand like ours to come in with our value alignment, and collaborate on a piece with CBC where you're getting it's it's mutually beneficial, right? It has to be win win. So for CBC. They get to have their their logo, and they get to have a co-branded piece with Local Laundry, which you know again we have that that kind of social entrepreneurship perspective, which I think they appreciate being aligned with. And for us, we're able to to be able to put a, a big brand like CBC on our clothing and, and get some promotion from that. So um, it's it's a total win-win. Do you? Would, I know we've talked about this before, but would you ever want to go on the CBC's uh, Dragons Den? Not against it. <laughs> what, are, what are your pros and cons? Well, I think it's really interesting, right? So you look at the percentage of deals that actually go through, uh-huh. which are committed on TV. It's very small. Um, but I also think there's still a long way for us to go. And this has always been my philosophy is you don't want to give away too much of your company. Mm-hmm. So if you go on, uh, go on a, a show like that and... You know, even at a million dollar sales, I think we're probably a lot further than a lot of people that go on Dragon's Den. But it just depends on how much how much you want to give up of your company on the flip side of that though bringing on a dragon 
can do phenomenal things for your business, right? The, the connections that they have, uh, the amount of influence that they have, and they can really kind of help scale and really catapult your business forward. So um, Which, I, I think it would be a good opportunity. Do, would you, so would you want to go on just for like the, the exposure alone? No, I, I don't like businesses that go on just for exposure. Really? I think you have to have a purpose for going yeah. there, right? Um, so yeah, I think the, the exposure is fantastic if you get on the show. I have a few friends that have done it that haven't got on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, and I have a few friends that have done it that have got on the show, and they've they've obviously benefited greatly from being on the show because you get... Uh, I wonder what the criteria is for getting on the show or not getting on the show. It has to be good TV. Really? Right? That's the reality, right? It's it's At the end of the day, it is TV. It's entertainment. It's not about deal flow. It's about a TV show that, that airs well. I think you and I, we I think we make could. good TV. I think we could. Um, so yeah, certainly not against it, but uh, but I've never really been um, strongly kind of trying to get right, on the show. Going on, but yeah. I think if the opportunity were to arise, I think uh, I think it could be a good opportunity. Which, if let's say all the dragons the current season were like, yeah, let's make a deal, which dragon would you most want to get in on? Ooh, um... I mean, Michelle Romano, yeah. obviously, with ClearBank. That's a good fit. Plus, I think she's got a pretty good background and she's well-connected. Explain what ClearBank is. Uh, ClearBank's, I think they're one of the, they've raised the most amount of money, um, I want to say in North America, but at least in Canada for a fund. So essentially, they fund e-commerce companies like Local Laundry. So if you're doing a certain amount of month per, per a certain amount of revenue per month, uh, every month, they tie into your Shopify or equivalent uh, platform data They'll scrape it, they run it through their adjudication software, their algorithm, and it spits back on a number of what you're approved for. No personal guarantees, no collateral, you get the money and then you pay it back over X period of time. So a uh, great opportunity for entrepreneurs who are looking to, to grow their companies in the e-commerce space. So because of that, you would want... I think that'd so. be a good fit, yeah. 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 What about you? I will, what I think is so interesting is how all three of the female dragons are all from Calgary. It's true. I think I think we would have to go with one of the Calgary ones, just so a we could be close to them and and really you know uh, benefit from that mentorship mm-hmm. and, the, and those connections. Um, I think Michelle would probably be the best fit. I mean, Manjeet, you know, she's got more expertise in in, in the food and alcohol mm-hmm. world. Uh, we know Arlene Dickinson has her uh, venture uh, district ventures accelerated here, which is more focused on consumer packaged goods. Um, I think, and I could be wrong. Michelle is like partnered with Endy. Um, oh, I think there's a connection there. Yeah. There is. A, I think there's a connection there. So I think she would have the best. Uh, best. I think Manjeet has some decent retail connections. I, I think Arlene. I think they all got great. You're retail. absolutely right. I would, if any dragon, yeah. offers, of course, they're going to accept it. But uh, I, I'd have to agree with uh, Arlene Dickinson as well because given her district ventures program she's launched and everything she's done for the community i think she'd be absolutely fantastic and if i'm not mistaken she went in on Tentry. who did arlene oh, okay yeah 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 they i were believe on so so i think I wonder if, if she's still involved with them it's a good question right but but if 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 there's been involvement in the past i think it's clear that that they uh they'd have at least some experience in that area or at least the the right connections to make another cbc uh celebrity that we met just recently we were at the Calgary Small Business Fung. Awards, and it was hosted by yeah none other uh, than Calgary and Andrew Fung, who's on uh, CBC award-winning show uh, uh, Kim's Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience, yeah. And Andrew was so funny. He's a ball of fire. You know, we go to these events, and and some of them like they, they're emceed, and and some of them like the MCs are, are great. You know, um, but 
sometimes you really need it takes a lot of talent to be a really good MC because mm-hmm. you need to be funny you need to keep people engaging because yep. at these events there's a lot of people giving speeches and they're like all these different events not just saying that one or another but like most people's speeches they have an agenda they gotta hit all these things and they're so boring and we're like sitting there and it's so you need like, someone with oh. high energy that's gonna like wrap up the crowd yeah, and get them excited to keep your attention completely but also the, the role of an MC is to keep the Keep the night going. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. He was he was chirping. Uh, Nenshi, of course, was there, and Nenshi had a great speech, and he was chirping Nenshi for. He's like, I was, I was, uh, you know, we were ahead of schedule by by seven minutes before I got on. Then Nenshi came on. Now we're behind fifteen <laughs> minutes, and he was just like, just the stuff because that you could really tell is improv. He used to do stuff at like the Loose Moose Theater, mm-hmm. but like Andrew Andrew Fung's another guy. You know, he just got back to us today. We chatted with him after the show, and we want to get him a CBC sweater, and you know. Uh, or maybe there's a potential even for him with his audience that that we can create a sweater, you know, and and either it goes back to charity or we work out some you know licensing deal. Um, there's perfect opportunity. Another example, kind of going back to what we were talking about, of a guy that uh, has that influence and not in fashion world at all, but totally. but could benefit. Uh, the last piece I kind of want to just talk about real quick is is our is our classic uh, giving toque. Um, so if you guys aren't familiar. About three years ago, uh, when we started making uh, all of our toques in Canada, you know, we started to see a big problem with the shelters here uh, in Calgary and across Calgary. That they were running out of toques for their clients. And Calgary and Canada, of course, is known for the frigid winters, and they don't have enough toques for, uh, for their clients. So we thought, you know what, why don't we see if we can do something about that? So for every toque we sell, we donate one to a homeless organization. And to date, we've donated over close to 1,000 toques to shelters in Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, Ottawa, and uh, we want to keep that going. Um, so Tell me what's, what's changed about the toques this year. So this year, the toques, uh, you know, the nice thing about making all your own stuff is that when you get complaints... Um, when you get complaints and like, oh, I don't like the fit of this, or you know, this is not that great, you, you can just change it. So all of our toques are custom cut and sew, and some of the feedback we got last year was they were too tight. And Dustin and I were kind of good, um, we're kind of good uh, test dummies, especially when it comes to hats, because I have the world's largest head, and Dustin has the world's smallest head. So it's always kind of a good, you know, barometer for hats and um but we got some feedback that they're a little too tight a little too small so this year we just we made them an inch longer and an inch wider um and yeah so for every toque we sell we're going to donate one to a homeless organization so i'm really excited about these this year we only came out with them in two colors i think what we want to do you know instead last year we came out with like five colors in Mm -hmm. each and it was like we just ran out of so many different colors and you know, pissed off a lot of our stores. Like, hey, these colors did really well. I want more, but these ones did not. And we're like, oh, we don't have any more. So I think what we're going to do is every year come out with a new color, right? And this year, instead of doing the local underbrand, we went back to the classic YYC design, classic can design. I really like these. I'm really excited. I love them. Incredibly warm. I wear it outside every day. Uh, Huge fan. One thing we got to do, we should probably get on it sooner rather than later, is we need to create new hang tags for them. You're right. Uh, I was at... uh, the UFC store. We just we just launched at the 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 UFC bookstore. Super pumped, super excited with a exclusive red and gold sweater for them. But we sent them twenty four toques and they didn't have any hang tags. Uh, they had none, and I think it was I think it was because well I don't know what it was because, but um, our hang tags don't tell the story at all about the giving aspect. Could do a better job of that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I might do is I might reach out to. Uh, Shout out to PTI Graphics, they're a local local supplier, keeping local. Johnny Boy, um, 
I might reach out to them and get us get them to create a custom hang tank just for the Tukes. Deal. Uh, okay. Well, what are we we're reaching? 35, 36 minutes. Um, anything else you want to add? What are you most looking forward to? We're, we're almost I'm, heading right into Black Friday and, and holiday season. Right into holidays. the busy holiday season. I've already started the Christmas music, so the tree is going to be soon to follow, and we're going to start to celebrate Christmas in this house. So I fully expect that we'll start to see a lot of those holiday orders start to roll in. I mean, Black Friday is coming up in three weeks here. We have our first ever ugly Christmas sweater in production right now. Yes, we're doing an ugly Christmas we're, we sweater. We partnered with, uh, with Cavalry. And we got a really nice uh, ugly Christmas sweater coming out with them. Unfortunately, the boys couldn't couldn't take it home. They are not national champs. Very close. That's they okay. did a great season. They did but, a great year. Um, but yeah, those sweaters are in production. They're going to be ready uh, first week of December. They're going to be on sale at the Holiday Market in Spruce Meadows. I'm really excited for super those. cool. So yeah, we're we're excited for a busy holiday season. We always uh, we always have busy holiday season. Obviously, anyone retail. Uh, so we're pretty excited for that as a business. It definitely helps with our cash flow because uh, we recuperate a lot of the, the cash that we've invested into our inventory and into our new products. So hopefully we have a busy retail season and that just kind of sets us up to, to start a strong 2020 yeah, and beyond. It's crazy because it's just January, February. It's just dead. We're like, oh, of course. Are we ever going to sell a sweater ever again? <laughs> Um, but yeah, we got lots of markets coming up. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more in the next episode. Um, hopefully you guys... If any of you guys know how to get an I, uh, podcast on iTunes, I've been struggling. I can't get it up on iTunes. We keep getting rejected. We'll I gotta get spend there. some time and we'll and, get there. But uh, we've had good, you know, good positive feedback. Or hopefully get some guests on the show pretty quickly. If anyone's actually listening to this, we'd love to hear your thoughts, good or bad. Yeah. Um, tell us what you want to hear. If there's anything we've left out, or if we're talking too much about something, we uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know if you bought those pie tops. Uh, Dustin, take us out. Thanks for stopping by. This uh, this has been a uh, local laundry broadcast from Studio B. My name is Dustin Paisley. And my name is Connor Kern. And we'll see you next time. Love you.